0: Well,
1: welcome, everybody. Hope everyone is having a great week, the Sustainable Success Way. It is hard to believe this month of January is almost over. God, where does the time go? Well, hope everyone is having a great month and it's off to a great start. Uh, Again, for those that you that had your plans done prior to the new year, I've heard that a lot of you are off to a great start, which is fantastic. And for those that are still... Looking to finish, feel free to reach out to us here at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Our staff will be more than happy to work with you and see what we can do to help you get everything finalized so you could kick in February moving forward uh, on the right foot. Again, this is for you personally or and in your business. Feel free to reach out to us at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. If you're new to Sustainable Success, you found us here at the Voice America Influencers Channel. We also encourage you to check us out on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There we've had many of our great guests sharing their words of wisdoms and insights, helping you to move your business and personal success to the next level. Feel free to follow us there and check us out. Uh, today's show is uh, also going to be available later here today, also on Apple Podcasts. So you have a wide variety of different choices where to listen to this show. Well, we have a great show. We're gonna be talking about networking. It's more than who you know. And you know, networking is so important, especially now in today's environment that we're in. You know, it's more than who you know, and you're gonna find out a little bit more about a person that really understands the concept of networking. And he's gonna be sharing his, his valuable insight with us today to help move your business forward. Our guest today is going to be uh, Frank Agan. Uh, Frank is somebody I personally know. And, you know, Frank's a great guy, runs the networking hub, uh, works to empower small businesses to achieve more by helping them create dynamic professional relationships. He does this by operating a per- membership based referral program called Am Spirit Business Connection and shares insightful content via his podcast, articles, and book. Again, you can f- learn more about Frank, which Frank will be sharing here a little bit later at his website at FrankAgin, dot com. And you'll get to, you know, Frank will be providing some additional ways that you can get in contact with him later. And without further ado, we welcome Frank Egan to the show. Frank, how are you doing today?
2: Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the introduction.
1: Absolutely. Well, Networking. It's so, God, I mean, it's the lifeblood of so many things when it comes to business. And Frank, I know personally you run a a, a very successful networking group. I I have the pleasure of being a part of it. And let's just talk about networking. What is is networking going to, what is it like now in this world that we live in, you know, currently right now and where we're going
2: forward? Well, let me start off by, by sharing a story. Um, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a true story. There's a, there's a uh, famous anthropologist out there. Her name is Margaret Mead. And um, someone shared this with me. I actually looked it up online. It, it, and so uh, it was on the internet. It's true. Um, <laughs> um, but I've seen it more than one place. But anyhow, she was teaching a class. And one of the students raised their hand and asked the question, what was the first sign of human civilization? And she thought about it in a moment. You know how those quiet moments can be. It seems like an eternity and people are thinking, okay, uh, weapons, you know, clay pots, maybe it's fire. But her response was a healed femur. Now, for those who don't know, the femur is the bone that connects the knee to the hip. And um, she went on to explain that in the animal world, when you come across an animal with a broken femur, um, it's a death sentence. They can't move. They can't forge. They can't get anything to drink. Um, they're totally, um, incapacitated and they will die if not be uh, taken over by a predator. Um, but when they came across the remains of humans with healed femurs, they, they knew there was something different because for a femur to heal without modern medical care, it's a six week process. So what that told them is somebody had to stay behind. Somebody had to move that person. Somebody had to feed that person get them water clean up that person um, and that was you know that was the earliest form of networking and really what networking is is two people working towards their mutual benefit people caring about one another um, so you know people ask me you know how is networking different in the covid world it's the same answer that I would give when people would say well how is networking different with LinkedIn or how is different? How is networking different now that we have a telephone? It's all the same. It's all we still have relationships. What, what the telephone? What LinkedIn? What COVID and jumping on Zoom has allowed us to do is it's allowed us to connect with people further and faster. Uh, you and I have never met. We've yep. talked a lot. You've been yep. on my podcast. I feel like I know you. If yep. if we were to meet up in an airport, um, we would quickly uh quickly assimilate to hey we know each other um, exactly and I've tested that not tested it but I've seen it in action because the people that we both know through the networking hub uh which is just something I do one Wednesday night a month um I've met in person and it's just you know we're we're like old friends but being able to see one another you know I can see your reactions I can see people's eyes I I you know we we, we can read people Um, so you asked the question, how is networking different? It's really not. It's really about getting people to know us, like us and trust us. And that is really all just harkens back to that point where one human said, you know what? I can't leave this other person. Um, and I'll be better for helping this person because if you stop and you help somebody, then that when they get better, they can help you. Um, whereas if you move on, then you're, either alone or certainly your numbers are depleted.
1: Yeah, that's so true. I love that. And, you know, and and, and like I said, you know, in, in our world today, I mean, we, you know, we can't always have, you know, always meet people face to face. You know, it's just the reality. And I feel that this is the way it's going to be. So how do, like you talked about some of the things about trust and building trust is, can take some time. How do we do that the way we've been been doing this now for the last couple of years, you know, almost a couple of years now, yeah. where like in this case, you and I have built a rapport, but we haven't actually, we've never physically met yet, but yet we feel like we know each other so well because we've had great conversations like this over Zoom.
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, and trust is, you know, trust is one of those, trust is one of those things, you know, it's when it, you know what it's there and you know what it's not. Um, but how we build it is how, how I surmise we build it is by adding value to people, adding value to the people around us. Um, and you know, we, as humans, you know, you go back again to that point where one human stayed to help another human. And then we fast forward, you know, several generations, but still ancient times where people lived in groups, tribes, clans of about 150 people. And you had to be in that group to survive. You had to be in that group. And so you had to have that group trust you. And for that group to trust you, what ended up having to happen is you had to contribute to the group. You had to go on hunts. You had to, you had to help around the camp or whatever you want to call it. Um, and we like to think of those as historic times. and Maybe those don't have any relevance, but I don't care what your race is. I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what your political leanings are. That, that way of behaving is still in our DNA. And so we look for people who are adding value, who can add value to us, you know, and, and, you know, I see you, I see what you're doing. I see you're doing a podcast. Um, You're doing this every week. You're sharing, you're helping people. You're making introductions. Those aren't all introductions for me. You've helped me, sir, but I see you helping other people. So I know you're a good person. I know you are helping the tribe, even though the tribe now is, 7 billion people or however you want to define it. So I think that's how, you know, the best way to kind of build trust is to find ways you can add value to people. And when I say that, I don't mean, hey, I'm going to give somebody a discount on my service. That's business, right? Hey, I'm going to connect to people because it's the right thing to do. I think I'm going to help them both. Um, And when we do those sorts of things, people realize that we have their best interests at heart. Um, or the or the greater group's best interest at heart, and so it just makes it easier to easier to trust people. Then,
1: yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's like it's like a community. You're building like a a community, and and again, not everybody, like you said, is going to be the same, but yet there is those those common values that we can connect on, and and again, doing the right thing. You know, you know, doing the right thing to help somebody. Because somebody's going to be, be, you know, at a certain time that that requires more from you than than they can provide you, you know, and it's yeah. not, uh, you know, tit for tat, so to speak, but it's like again, what, what what you put out there, it comes back to you in other ways. Yeah, um, yeah. Expand a little bit on on that, you know, about the how you know a good networking you know is it could be like a like a community like and, and yeah. i and i belong to some groups like that where you know it's people are consistent they 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 communicate very well and it's about what's good what's best for the for the for the group and everybody involved in it
2: yeah I mean, you know we get to the whole notion of adding value and and you know in, in the networking realms you read books it talks about giving to other people um, and that's just another way of saying adding value. But, you know, a lot of times when people hear, well, you've got to give to other people, their mind goes to one of two things. Cash, giving a mon- some sort of monetary, something of physical value, um, or maybe giving a referral. Uh, and it, it, obviously, you, you're not going to be in the game long if you're giving away cash. Um, there, we only have so much. And referrals are not always easy to come by. I mean, you're a you're a consultant, your clients pay you thousands of dollars for the, the valuable service you have to provide. We don't run into those things all the time. Um, but there's still lots of other ways that we can help each other. ways in the form of, hey, here's a podcast you should be on, or be on my podcast. Um, hey, here's an introduction I want to make for you. Um, you know, hey, I know it's tough. I know you're going through a tough time. We all are going through a tough time. And just being encouraging of somebody, um, or, you know, here's some information I came across. It really doesn't have a lot of relevance for me, but I know it is for you. I know it could be gold for you, or maybe it really has relevance for me, but by me sharing it with you, it doesn't deplete me. It just makes us both better, um, or opportunities, um, or it just might even be, Hey, you're doing great. You know, I'm so happy for you. Um, you know, keep it up. Congratulations, or thanks for helping somebody else. There's lots of ways we can add value. And it's just, it's getting into people's lives. It's, it's caring about them, seeing how we can make their life, their life a little bit better, um, and trying to understand really why they do the things that they do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so true. I love that. And uh, yeah, it, it, you know, and networking it, it is, it, it's a give or take. And, 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 and what I loved about what you just said is, you're, you're being a resource. You're being an example and being a resource to help somebody help themselves. Yeah. Cause like I said, that, that information that you're giving that person, if they decide they're going to use it, that could be something that could, could open up a door for them, or it could be a great podcast guest on their show. And then that who knows from there, it might lead to an introduction to somebody else that they, where that person wasn't counting on. Maybe you, you, you didn't even know about it at the time when you made the, the connection. So yeah. it's just anything could happen. So that, that's, that's the beauty about those types of things.
2: Yeah. A lot of times we look at the things that we share. Um, well, here's the, here's the, I have a lot of metaphors. Here's one of the metaphors I use. No, please do. I don't like coconut. I just don't like coconut. I don't know why. I just don't like coconut. Um, but if I come across an Almond Joy Bar, which is pretty much exclusively coconut, I'll pick it up or I'll take it. Right. Somebody's handing out an almond joy bar. I'm not going to say, no, I don't like coconut. I'll say, I'll take it. Why? Because I know there's somebody in my world that likes coconut and why would I not take it and pass it on? So it's, you know, because I'll pass it on to them that will help them. And they'll, they'll know that I like butterfingers or whatever it is, you know? Um, And, and, and that's how we need to really kind of operate. And so when we you know, I'm looking at a magazine and I'm, you know, paging through um, and there are articles. I, I like to read a lot of psychology today. I'll run into articles and like, yeah, you know what? This is not of interest to me, but I know it's of interest to somebody. So I'll scan it and get it to them. It doesn't really do anything for me, but it, again, it's me. I don't like coconut, but I know this coconut will be good for somebody else. And those are the types of things that we need to do. And so often people try to be calculated. Well, it's not good for me, so I'm not going to take it. Um, and they'll just pass it on, pass it up. Um, but when we do things for other people and add value, we, uh, we set them up. I don't want to use the word trigger. That's, that's got a bad connotation anymore. But, you know, we, we empower their minds with the desire to want to help us in return somehow. Um, and that's where it comes back to us, and it's not, it's never perfect, you know, you and I know you run into bad players out there who are just takers, um, or you run into people that you do things for, and they're just not in a position right now to help, I mean, you probably see this every day, you work with clients, you help them, um, and you know what, it might be a couple of years before they're on their feet, and next thing you know, they're referring you business, or maybe they're never a client,
1: well, like, like I said, it, it's so true. Like, I, I, I always, and a lot of people here on Sustainable six that are, that are, you know, active listeners here that have heard this many times, you know, I always give without expectation and receive without resistance, meaning that when it does come back, I receive with gratitude. And it doesn't necessarily mean it always comes back from someone I gave without expectation. Right. But knowing that there's got to be sometimes a boundary. So this way you'd feel like, you know, that someone's not coming back and taking, 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 and it's draining you, you know, that right. would be different. That would yeah. be different.
2: No, it absolutely is different. And and you have to be able to read the situation and in time you can kind of figure people out. And that's, where looking at other people. I mean, you may come to me and say, Hey, Frank, can you help me with this? And, I'm expecting nothing in return, but I know it's a worthwhile investment because if I invest in you and help make you better, you're going to help make other people better. And somehow or another, that's going to find its way back to me. So I don't really examine people and say, okay, what's in it for me, but what's in it for the world? What are, yeah. you know? Um, and it's, you know, again, you make mistakes. I mean, there are people I've done things for, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a black hole. It's a black box. It's going to nobody but them. And you just, you know, that's life. You just have to move on.
1: Yeah. No, it's what you got to do. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we got about we got about a couple minutes till the break. Uh, anything, anything that you would like to, you know, finalize this segment, Frank, about networking. Just, you know, some things because you know I want to get into some other things for the second segment. Sure. Anything else that you'd like to, you know, kind of point out and kind of uh, summarize what what we talked about in the first segment?
2: Well, just real quick, people ask me all the time, what's the one thing I can do to kind of get networked out there? And I say, find something you're passionate about and volunteer. There's lots of things out there that need help. um, But when you get out there and volunteer, you're doing it elbow to elbow with people who share the same passion as you do. um, And they'll get to know you, but the people, other people will see you doing it and they'll just know that you're a good person. Um, and that will really kind of further you along. So find something to volunteer with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I agree. And that's something that I, I always like to get involved in. And, and, and you just really, you just feel so good about yourself and, and it's not that you're doing for people. It's again, being a resource, being an example for people to do for themselves. Yeah. 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 No, it's so, 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 so true. Great. Uh, Anything else like we have about, you know, anything else that you would like to add for any final comment for, for the first segment?
2: Uh, boy, we, we covered a lot. No, I mean, it's just, uh, you, you know, networking and building trust is, it's gotta be a daily thing. It's gotta yep. be a lifestyle. It's like, you know, you can't, okay, I need to get a job. I'm going to be a nice person and be trustworthy. No, it's, it's just an ongoing thing. It's ongoing. Uh, yep. Got to be who you are. Um You know, don't volunteer because you're trying to get something. Just do it because it it's the right thing. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, Um, and some people some people get those things messed up. No, I love
1: it. Well, no, this is powerful stuff. Again, we got we got more to come here with Frank Egan. We're going to be again. If you're just joining us, we're talking about networking. It's more than who you know. Uh, This is a very very uh, important topic. So again you just joined us, we're going to be coming back after the break and we're going to be talking more about the power of networking and why it's so important. And we'll be right back after the break.
0: Again, that's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five, 472 5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're talking about networking. It's more than who you know. Again, this is a very important topic here because networking is so important in the lifeblood when it comes to running and building a successful business. So, uh, we, we, if you're just joining us, uh, we highly encourage you to check out the show in its entirety later today, uh, where you can listen to the first segment where Frank Egan, our guest, shares a lot of valuable insights uh, in terms of what networking is and the foundation that that it's built on, and that being trust. So, Frank, getting into more into networking, let's dive into some of the practical applications of it, and and. So people could, you know, get a better, I guess, insight to what that is, or maybe that what they thought what they thought it was. They may need some more clarity, more direction to help them navigate this area.
2: Yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a good uh, that's a good segment to touch on. Um, you know, the first segment we talked about trust, and and Chris, to be perfectly honest, um, we do a good job of that. We all really do a good job of that of building trust. Um, you know, many of us are, you know, are married or, or have significant others, and and that's a trusting relationship. And where we kind of trip ourselves up is when we get into business. And we think the rules change when we get into business. And the reality is, is that God gave us one brain. There's not a special compartment in your brain for business. It's one brain, and trusting in a business sense and a personal sense is really the same thing. The brain sees it the same way. It sees betrayal the same way. Um, and, and so where when I talk with groups, it's like, you know, don't worry about the trusting thing, just be yourself, be genuine, be caring about it. And it's something that's got to over time, it's got to happen over time. But where people kind of get tripped up are the practical applications. Uh, and I would imagine that many of your listeners kind of stumped, you know, are challenged by these sorts of things. If I, if I ask a question, or if I open it up to an audience of, you know, what are your concerns? It's always about a couple of things working a room. And then that always leads into a conversation about small talk. Those two things trip people up. You know, I don't, I hate networking events. You know, um, you know, what's your advice on networking events? Well, my advice is, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to go to networking events. One-on-ones are pretty good. You can do a lot with one-on-ones. The nice thing about networking events is you can, you can expose yourself to lots of potential opportunities um, but you can certainly have one-on-one engagements. You and I started with a one-on-one, and that's pretty much how this whole pandemic has really kind of pushed us towards, are these one-on-ones. Um, but if you really feel like you need to be going to networking events and you're not comfortable doing it, um, I, here's, here's the advice I give to people I talk to, people who I consult with on this, is... When you go to those events, the reason that people are tripped up is they're there because they're trying to get something. I wanna make a sale or whatever it is. And I tell people, push that notion aside, put on what I call the cloak of invincibility. And what the cloak, not invisibility, invincibility, and the cloak of invincibility is simply this. I am here to help somebody. I'm here to connect with somebody introduce them to somebody in my network. I'm here to learn about somebody and see how I can improve them. Um, I'm here to maybe introduce a couple of people. Because when you put on that cloak of invincibility, nobody's going to reject you. Nobody's going to reject your presence at a networking event because you're really not trying to sell something. You're going to be welcome. Oh, my gosh, Chris is here. This is great. Last month he was here and it was awesome because he introduced me who's now is a great client or, you know, the person who's planning my, my vacation or whatever it is. And they see you in a, in a whole, a whole different light. Um, and if you, if you do that, if you put on this cloak and you go in there really with a giving mindset, a mindset of helping other people, you're going to be welcomed, but we're human and human nature tells us that we need to try and reciprocate with people. Um, like you I don't expect anything. I just help people, um, and I'm not manipulative about it. I truly just want to help people, but I see that people want to help me in return, um, and that's what would happen to you know our listeners if they're going to that networking event. I'm here, I'm here to try and help people, and um, and and if you do those sorts of things, again, it will it will come back to you. It, it will come back to you, and you get and you get good at it. The other thing I would say with respect to uh, uh, networking events is don't feel like you need to meet everybody. Uh, we have a mutual friend, uh, Berta Medina, um, and I, I, she she's written a book out there. And in her book, she talks about networking events. I just think this is just classic advice. She says, if I go to a networking event and I know there's going to be five people, I bring five business cards. If I go to a networking event, I know there's going to be a 100 people. I bring five business cards. And what she's doing is she's just limiting the number of people she's going to talk to. I don't need a hundred business cards. I need five because realistically most events are what 90 minutes to two hours, you know, realistically, I'm not going to have an opportunity to really have a good conversation with more people than that. So what's the point of having a handful of cards? Um, and I know there are people who feel like, you know, I need to be the, the roulette dealer, uh, um, not the roulette dealer, excuse me, the blackjack dealer yeah. at these networking events, you know, just get my card out to everybody. And um, th- that's really a wasted effort. Um, so, that's, you know, that's my commentary on on, uh, on working an event or, you know, going to an event.
1: It's funny that you say, I remember back, this would be prior to COVID. This was in uh, August of, of uh, 2019. We held a LinkedIn event That was at Orange County Choppers in New York. This is where that show, you know, with the Orange County Choppers, was filmed back in the day uh, on Discovery Channel. I forgot which channel it was. A and E. I forgot. But any event, the whole premise of the event was to bring people in where you came in to give. You weren't. You were there to give. There was no business cards exchanged. Matter of fact, we, we 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 it was said, don't even bring business cards because. You're going to remember somebody's name because they, when they went out of the way to give something, you were going to remember their name or you yeah. would put their, their name in the in your phone, and that would stick out. So when you said that, that was like wow, that re- 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 resonates with that that event that that we had back in uh, August of 2019. It, it was the same. It was a, that, that same concept.
2: Yeah, you know people. Um, and, and I'll, I'll preface all this by saying I'm as guilty as anybody, right? When I, you know, I would, I didn't come out of the womb having all this understanding, right? I was just, I developed this through hard knocks, life lessons, right? I was that, I was that bad actor at networking events. Um, but you kind of learn these things. And what I have found is that, you know, when you, when you go to events you know, I don't feel like I need to pitch myself. One, it really doesn't work because nobody's there to, to be pitched. Um, but what I find is is that if I just learn about the other person, and I guess this kind of dovetails into the whole notion of small talk and how that all works. But if you take the time to give to other people, it's going to create the relationship and they're going to figure it out. They're going to, they're going to want to turn the table. I mean, if Chris, if you're at a networking event and you're kind of that giver and you're known as that giver, people are going to seek you out, right? You're you're like their sugar daddy, man. He's always got great insight. He's got, he's got great contacts. You know, he puts on awesome events. I need to figure out how I can align myself with him better. Whereas if you're that person who's just, yeah, here's my card, you know, keep me in mind, keep me in mind. I sell this, I sell that, keep me in mind. Where's my referrals? How, you know, people are going to be like enough. I just, I've had enough of that person. And I don't, I don't want to, I'm going to I'm going to cross the street and walk on the other side of the uh, of the road uh, when I see them coming, because I just know that's who they are. Um, so, this, you know, and again, it's all tied into the whole trust thing. Right. From the first segment, it's all it's all built together. There's really nothing. There's nothing new. We're human and this is how we operate.
1: Uh, yeah, no. So, so true. I love that. Uh, what are some other app, uh, some app practical applications you could shed some insight on Frank? You know, we talked about, you know, we're, you know, working, uh, a, an actual live event, like where we yeah. where people can come together. What would be some other things that you could, uh, you know, you could share with the uh, listeners?
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, I started to touch on there. small talk is a small talk is a big thing. Uh, um, <laughs> a pun intended, but it is, you know, um, there was a study that was done over in Poland and what they did was they, the, the researchers put a, it was a university based study. They put a young woman on the street um, and she was tasked with going up to a hundred people at random. Now these other people had to be women because they wanted to reduce all the variables. It's not another guy, you know, woman to woman. Um, and the person had to be walking alone and 50 of the women chosen at random. She went up to, and she said, would you buy a candle for me? in the and that's the control group in the other group the experiment experimental group she went up to the person and she said how's your day how are you doing something like that and the person would respond well i'm having a horrible day or i'm having a great day and then the researcher the woman on the street would respond in kind saying i'm 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 sorry you're having a bad day or i'm glad you're having a great day would you buy a candle from me well in the first instance where it was would you would you buy a candle from me she sold 3 out of 50 candles In the second group, where she had a small talk conversation, it's the smallest possible small talk conversation, Chris, right, how are you doing, glad you're doing well, can't get any smaller than that. She sold 11 out of 50. So it's almost a four-fold increase. And so the researchers go on and they talk about in this paper what what was going on. And our brains brains do lots of amazing things, but one of the things our brains do is this thing called heuristic processing, and it's really just a shortcut in our brains. and what, 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 what the brain is looking to do is it's looking for shortcuts to try and trust people. You know, that, that is probably one of the ch- most challenging things we had to figure out developing is that we had to be trusting of one another, right? Um, and so when you have this small t- talk conversation, this heuristic processing kicks in and basically says, okay, I can trust this person. Stop and think about the last time you had a conversation with somebody, maybe it was a client, uh, a prospective client, perhaps, or um, even somebody trying to sell you something when it starts with brass tacks, you know, who does your printing, right? I mean, immediately, immediately the walls go up, right? You're you're guarded. Um, Or maybe you're having that conversation. I'll have conversations with people and, you know, what do you got right out of the way? They just want to get down to brass tacks. The conversation never goes well because there's this disconnect, there's this lack of trust. And if somebody's not trusting me, I'm probably not trusting them either. You know, it's just human nature. We kind of match people. But think about the conversations that you have that start with a little bit of small talk. How's the weather? We all talk about weather, we laugh about it, but it's small talk and it's something we, we have in common. What's the other thing we have in common? The whole world, COVID. You know, I've talked to people over in Thailand, How's it over there? What's happening there? Um, and it's something we have in common and we look for those things that can help us, can help us build trust or recognize that we ought to be able to trust those people. So that's where small talk is really important. Um, but what trips people up on small talk is simply this. They're afraid they don't have anything to say, but the reality is, is, that's not what small talk is about. Small talks about getting the other person to talk and then being interested in whatever they have to say. So my advice to your listeners with respect to small talk is come up with a handful of questions, two or three, four questions, two or three questions. Um, and be ready when you're at events to, to talk to people, where are you, you know, where are you from? You know, Columbus is the great melting pot. I'm sure New York is much the same. People are from somewhere. And there's a story as to how they got there and you allow people to tell that story. And when they start talking about that story, yeah, I grew up in Buffalo. Well, I like college football or or, or football in general. Oh, Buffalo. Are you a big bills fan? You know? So, you know, they might say, well, I'm not into sports at all. And that kind of hurts things, but if they're into sports, then it just takes that whole conversation exactly, um, and you become fast friends because you're in the tribe that likes sports, right? Um, And there's all sorts of tribes out there. You know, we all have kids. We all have uh, maybe a love for cars. Being in business is hard, you know, having a conversation around that. So there's lots of little tribes we can kind of, we can explore with people in these small talk conversations. But the key is, is to get them talking about themselves and never, ever, ever worry about pitching what you have to say. Of what you have to sell because it doesn't, the reality is, is if you build the relationship, those opportunities will happen down the line. Yeah,
1: that's so true. And, and you think about it, like how hard it is it to say, you know, how is your day going? You know, uh, tell me, tell me more, you know, share more about you and why you do what you do or something along those lines. It's, it, it, it's everybody per, people like to talk about themselves and when you can initiate that, I mean, you just, you got, you get that person talking and, and, and then they're going to start talking about something that's important to them. And then that's just going to lead to further questions, you know, so that just opens up the, the, the conversation to flow.
2: Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it, again, it's a powerful thing. Um, but people go in with the mindset of, hey, you know, I need to, I need to size this person up and figure out how I'm going to pitch them and come away with the sale. And that's not really what it's all about at all. Um, You know, it's, it's, again, it gets back to the first segment. It's all tied together. Yeah. Building trust, getting people to trust us. And uh, um, if the relationship's not happening, you won't make a sale anyways. If the relationship's happening, then be patient. Things will, things will work out for you. Maybe not. So
1: yeah, I mean, this person can either one become part of your sphere of influence. Uh, maybe perhaps they could be a good referral source, you know, yeah. for you because they feel like that you know you've gotten to know them and you've taken the time to really understand them. Or they could be a potential client down the road once they yeah. now turn the tables and start
2: asking you what you do and what's important to you. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of I. I I can't count the number of times that I've approached somebody with information and it it goes nowhere, but they end up referring me to somebody else. It's yeah. not for them for whatever reason, and that's fine. Um, yeah. So there's seven billion people people in the world. There's enough people for us to do business with, right? Exactly. Um, so
1: there's always again trusting that process. Uh, that's what I love. Wow, well, this is great stuff, Frank. Well, we got we gotta we gotta head to break here. But we got more to come with Frank Egan about networking. Again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about networking. It's more than who you know. And and again, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice America Influence Channel, also on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. We got to go to break, but when we come right back, we got more to come from Frank. He'll be sharing some additional insights in our third and last segment of the show. We'll be right back after the break.
0: What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment.
2: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired.
0: You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to sustainable success.
1: Well, welcome. We are talking about networking. It's more than who you know. We're here with Frank Egan. Again, uh, this is such an important topic that we are talking about here, networking. And those that really understand the power of, you know, giving without expectation and receiving without resistance are the ones that you know, really, really benefit in the long run when it, when it comes to networking. It's about what you can give to help somebody. And Frank has clearly illustrated that uh, here during uh, the first two segments. So, Frank, we're, we're going to talk about, I'd like you to see if you could send some more insight to the science of networking. I know you, you, you listed some polls earlier, uh, but uh, maybe we could get into a little bit more of that with the science of it, if you like, to, you could share that with the audience.
2: Yeah. I mean, I love, I love exploring the science of this. Um, you know, humans are, humans are somewhat mechanical. Um, and we do certain things and there's reasons why we do things. And, you know, it started it, it, well, there were, there've been people who've been looking at social psychology, social psychology, sociology, behavioral sciences for years, but we're really, we're really, there's been an explosion, um, in the last couple decades of things. Um, and uh, I enjoy reading these, these studies. I enjoy learning about these things because it gives us insights into things as to why things work and why things don't work. I kind of touched on in the, la- in the last segment, uh, there was a study done at the University of Santa Barbara. And what they did was they brought a couple people into the lab, um, under the guise of they were gonna be doing a Zodiac, a study on the Zodiac uh, signs. Um, and that's what the person coming in thought it was all about. Um, and so they would bring two people in at a time. One person was the research subject, the other person was in on the study. Then they brought him in the room in front of a researcher and the researcher was kind of explaining everything. And, and uh, really it was all just kind of a ruse. And they said, you know, listen, before we get started in this uh, the study of the astrological signs, um, we need you to fill out some information. So they had a whole questionnaire they would fill out, uh, the two people. And they'd be sitting next to each other or at a table close to one another. Um, and the first question on there was, what's your birthday? Not your year, but just what you're, you know, what's the month and the day? And of course, the research subjects dutifully filling this thing out, thinking that they're taking part in this study about astrological signs. And the other person's filling it out half-heartedly because they're in on the study, but they look over and see when the birthday is. Um, and so when they're done filling out the forms, the researcher says, okay, good. I'm glad you got these things done. Um, now for the next part of this, I'm going to need to know when your birthday is so I can give you the right folder. There are 12 astrological signs. And depending upon when your birthday is, you get a different color folder. And the, the woman, or I assume it's a woman, <clears throat> not necessarily, but the person who's in on the, the study immediately steps forward and says a birthday. She just chimes in half the time chiming in with a random birthday, February 26th. Right. Right. You know, Uh, that's my birthday. Just FYI. Um, But the other half the time chiming in with the birthday of the other person, they would peek across and see what the other person's birthday is. Chris, when's your birthday?
1: July 6, 67.
2: Okay. Um, July 6th. So if I'm sitting there with you and you think, okay, we're in this study together. And I say, July 6th, you look at me and you're like, oh my gosh, we have the same birthday. (laughs) We're part of the July 6th tribe. Right. Um, And again, it gets back to this heuristic processing. you know, I'm July 6th. I'm a good person. You must be a good person. You're July 6th. Yeah. So that, you know, you kind of sit up in your chair. Really? We're like twins. (laughs) Um, And so hand out the stuff, researcher leaves. And the, the woman who's in or the person, I should say, who's in on the study turns to the research subject and says, hey, I'm in this English class and I just wrote an eight page paper and I need to have somebody read it for me and write a review, a one to two page review. And it can't be somebody that I know. It's got to be somebody I just met and we just met. Would you please read my paper for me? Well, when the birthdays weren't aligned, fraudulently not aligned, when they weren't aligned, of the time the person said, sure, I'll read your eight page paper and write a one page review or one or two page review. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, it's no, right? It could be my mother. I'm not doing it, mom. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But when the birthdays were aligned, it was like 43% of the people said, yeah, I'll do it. We share the same birthday. They didn't think that way, but that's, you know, they've got this affinity towards this person because they share a birthday. Now, the lesson in that is not lie about your age. Right. Don't lie about your birthday or anything like that. But what the lesson there is, is that when we communicate with people, we need to try and find things we have in common. Look for things you have in common, because, it, again, it gets back to this heuristic processing. You know, we want to find things in common and talk about those things because that endears them to us because um, we're all sort of part of that same tribe, if you will. Um, so, it's a, you know, it's an important piece, certainly with respect to small talk. It's an important piece with respect to dealing with your clients over time or business partners over time, taking the time to learn those things about them, you know, uh, whatever, you know, whatever it might be. I was talking to somebody yesterday, soccer came up. I'm a huge soccer fan. My kids all played soccer. His kids played soccer. You know, we were fast friends. We had just met um, and it just it exploded the conversation. So, you know, that's, you know, there's lots of these sorts of studies out there. Another one that has come up recently, um, I just, I heard a podcast on it, hidden brain podcast, um, <clears throat> talking with a, uh, a professor at university of Rochester who has done work on the whole notion of understanding. We all want to be loved. We all want to be appreciated, but we really want to be understood. It's one thing to be loved. It's another thing to you know, be appreciated, but being understood, you know, um, is, is really a valuable thing why we do the things. You know, you have clients, I'm am willing to bet they're all in business for a different reason. It's not always money. Yeah. Sometimes it's prestige. I have a friend, he's like he practices law, he doesn't really do that well financially, but he's like, "Listen, Yeah. I don't want I could do lots of other things, but I just want to be able to tell people I'm a lawyer." Okay. Um some people do it for control. I know a lot of people who have businesses because It allows them to control their lives. I can, you know, drop the kids off at school. I can work like a dog. About three or four o'clock, I can pick my kids up, and I can be a mom or a dad, and go to the soccer games or do whatever else. And that's, you know, they're making a living. We all need to make a living. I get that, but they're not trying to make a killing. They're not working eighteen hours a day, just grinding to 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 uh, get cash. And I think it's important we understand these things about the people around us because that. Does helps us do a better job of certainly influencing them, understanding them, um, helping them realize that. Uh, well, if somebody's doing it for control, um, they want to control their lives. Giving them a bunch of business might not be something that they really want, right? They might have plenty of business, but giving them information on an opportunity that or on a piece of software that will save them a ton of times—that's huge to them. So, you know, just that sort of understanding is uh, um, is something we need to try and generate with the people in our networks, why they do the things they do.
1: Yeah, oh, that's so true. Yeah, why do they do what they do? You know, it's uh, so, so important. And, uh, you know, th- think about, you know, Frank, about networking events, you know, just to kind of sum everything up. What would you recommend that, you know, when people are looking for networking events, there's going to be different types, right? You know, there's going to be ones that where it is about the leads and then it's ones about the re, it's build, building relationships and, and maybe that has a mastermind type feel to it. What do you suggest like, you know, people from what you've shared today for the most part, really how to, they should go you know, into looking at something at, at a networking event that's going to best fit them?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have attended quite a few, certainly through COVID. And um, obviously, I, I have my own that's, you know, on the second Wednesday of every month. Um, but the, the ones that I participate in, you know, it's just been a gut feel. It's just been a gut feel that the people, they really care about each other. Um, some I go into, and it's, it's really sort of, they're kind of guiding people towards what they're doing. Um, and you can sense that with the programs they have and how they conduct themselves. And, and to me, I, you know, I just think there's better use of time. Um, but there are people out there where it's really kind of a genuine thing where they bring people together. Um, there's a guy in Chicago, his name's Jeff Lord. He's got a group. It's a weekly Tuesday at one o'clock Eastern noon central. It's called shared connections. Just a good group of people. Um, and they have a lot of fun with it. They have you know, great speakers, but it's a great opportunity to meet people. He's in Chicago. People are all across the country. Um, it's really kind of a neat thing. Um, and that's the one I just try to make uh, consistent, uh, uh, consistently attend outside of my own. Um, but it was just a gut feel. I've been to a lot. It's like, yeah, yeah, the Goldilocks thing, you know, too soft, too hard, just right, kind of a, so.
1: yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I guess it's an intuition type of thing. You got to just go with your gut and uh, see where it goes from there. Yeah. Yeah. Any final comments that you'd like to share about networking just before, because I wanted to leave time to let people know how to get to know you and what you're up to and where they can get in contact with you later.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, to follow on that, the, the last point with respect, you know, go with your gut. Don't rule something out because, well, I don't want to do a mastermind or I do want to do a mastermind or whatever it is. You know, there's 7 billion people on the planet and we're all connected and you might go into a knitting club and meet your best client. I'm not suggesting that's exactly what it is, but, but it's, you, you know, find the opportunities to develop relationships. The, the business will find you. The business will find you. Doesn't matter what the group is. It could be the, it could be the knitting club the business will find you. It may not seem like it makes sense, but ultimately it can.
1: Wow. That's great. I love it. Love what you shared there. So I want to thank you, Frank, for for sharing so much valuable insight today with the the live audience and those that will be listening later. Uh, Some valuable insights about networking and so important what you shared here today. If, I like to get let people know how they can you know get to know who you are, where they can you know, what you're up to, uh, where they can get in contact with you. If you'd like to share for the next uh, minute or so, uh, a little bit about where people can get in contact with you.
2: Yeah, and you know, I have a website out there, uh, frankagan.com, my own personal website. It lists all my podcasts. It lists the books I've written. Um, it has a link to my organization, my membership organization, Spirit Business Connections. And that's for entrepreneurs, sales reps, professionals who want to get into a weekly setting to learn about people and exchange referrals. Um, but it's got my contact uh, ways of contacting me. I'm partial to email, but I know some people like to communicate on LinkedIn or Facebook. I get it all sorts of ways. Um, I'm willing to meet people however they're most comfortable Um, so that's really the best place, uh, to kind of find out about me, certainly LinkedIn, uh, as well. Um, but, uh, you know, I have a lot of information on, uh, FrankAgan.com. It's the best way to get a hold of me.
1: Wow. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, we, uh, we highly encourage everybody that's listening to reach out to Frank, get to know him. Uh, you also uh, might want to inquire about his networking group. Again, a great group. I can personally attest to it because I'm I'm a member and it it does a wonderful job and a wonderful group of people. And it's all about giving as Frank had uh, shared so, so well today here with everyone here on the show. So Frank, thank you so much for taking the time to be here uh, out of your busy schedule today. Uh, Listeners, we want to thank you each and every week. Uh, The show Sustainable Success would not be where it's at if it wasn't for you we are committed to bringing in guests like Franken each and every week, sharing their words of insight and wisdom to help move your business and personal success to the next level. We hope that that you received a lot of value today, and we're going to be back next Thursday. Uh, it'll be a new month; it'll be February, and uh, we're going to have uh, some great insight from uh, some uh, uh, a new guest that will bring in her words of wisdom to help move your business and personal success to the next level. So we encourage you again to be here at Thursday. That's going to be February. What date is that now? Now I'm thinking 3rd. Yes, February 3rd. February 3rd from 12 to 1 p.m. East Coast time. That's 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Again, uh, feel free to join us then. We want to wish everybody a great rest of your week. Stay warm and we'll see you